Good evening and welcome to the Demonland Podcast. My name is Andy and joining me tonight again, uh, Great Viney. Good evening, Great Viney. Good evening, Andy. Where's my ticket to the Gold Coast, if that's where you are? Yeah, I, we are live tonight uh, from the Gold Coast. <laughs> well, I'm in the Gold Coast. Um, and yeah, if it sounds like I'm recording or broadcasting from inside a bathroom, well, <laughs> not far off. I'm in a, I'm in a tiled um, apartment. Um, so if you hear any echoing, that's probably just the sound bouncing off all the walls and the tiles. So uh, I apologise for that. Um, we also won't be taking any calls because I don't have all my equipment here. So uh, yeah, please bear with um, this amateur-sounding podcast. <laughs> but uh, we'll we'll do our best next week to uh, to sound a little bit better. Um, Great Viney, how are you feeling um, after? Um, Okay. I'm feeling fine, Andy. We've actually got a big breaking story tonight on the podcast. Um, as our listeners would know, uh, the Demonland podcast gets the interviews that others can't get, such as Alan Jakovic, and we also break the big stories that other media outlets uh, don't find out about. And I can tell you tonight that the AFL is investigating a case of ball tampering in a match on the weekend. Wow. It's uh, the Geelong-Melbourne match uh, that we attended. And uh, if you go back and you have a look at the replay, in the final seconds when Max is shooting at goal, uh, um, the ball is clearly affected by reverse swing. And that's what uh, uh, took it off course um, from going through the big sticks uh, and registering a behind. Um, and uh, it's clear what's happened here. And the AFL needs to take decisive action uh, against the Cats for this uh, egregious crime. Well, that that certainly makes me sleep better at night. Um, uh, do we know who who it was that was tampering uh, with the ball prior to Maxi kicking it? Uh, no, that's uh, that's what the AFL is investigating at so. the moment. So um, stand by. We'll uh, bring you further updates as they come to hand. Well, that sounds it certainly sounds interesting, and uh, yeah, if I can blame um, if we can blame someone for that loss, well, I'd like to blame anyone but uh, our, ourselves. Um, yeah, uh, so you're feeling okay? Is is that uh, it's not uh, yep. sc- the sky yep. hasn't fallen the, uh, on on your house yet? No, no, I know that there are the usual uh, doomsayers on Demon Land. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, nonsense written on the board um, over the past few days, but uh, I'm pretty relaxed about things. What about you? Well, I I, I was devastated. Um, uh, gutted is is the word uh, after that. Um, as the days wore on, I sort of felt a little bit better. I, I was never in the skies falling camp. Um, you know, when it comes down to it, we will kick away from beating a top four team. I know they didn't have Dangerfield, but they had a pretty good replacement in Gary Ablett. And, uh, you know, you have Selwood and Ablett getting 40 touches a piece. And um, we took it right up to them. And, you know, well, we probably should have won. We didn't. Um, but, you you know, it's not like we got thumped. They've in years past, uh, we, we would have lost that game by a lot, particularly when they uh, after that second quarter. I thought at the end of it, in the sort of the wash-up, I thought if we'd got up, we would have stolen it. 
Did you feel that way? I mean, roughly, if you look at the... I know we won the first quarter, but really they um, they seemed to be the better side in the first half. Um, and, and then obviously we took over in the second. But I sort of left feeling that um, it would have been a steal um, had Maxi kicked straight. Uh, look, I'll never, I'll never um, not take a steal. I'll, I'll steal any victory we can get, any goal we can get from a free kick. I'll, I'll take any, any, any of that. I won't begrudge that. But yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe that we were still in it, and st- to the point where we could have won it. I, for the whole match, I, I kept thinking we were further and further behind, just because I thought, as you said, we would have stolen it. They played a lot better than us. They, you know, obviously they they found it hard to score at the end, um, but their play all around the field was a lot smoother than our play. It seemed like it was a lot easier for them to transition from defence down to their forward line, but they weren't getting goals in the second half, um, and we were. Well, Goody, Goody changed things up a bit, um, and I think the, uh, the team overall, and he's mentioned this and others have mentioned it on Demonland, there was poor team defence in the first half, um, as well as some uh, unusual, unusually poor performances from some of the better backmen. Nev Jetta didn't have a great game, uh, and uh, Michael Hibbert was uh, probably got better in the second half, but didn't have a great first half. Um, Lever, Lever had a Lever, terrible Lever had a, a shocker uh, of a first half. Um, and uh, but all all over the ground, uh, we let them move the ball very easily. Uh, we just um, didn't work hard enough um, running the other way. I thought in the first half, but uh, um, yeah, changed changed up a bit at halftime. Yeah, you have a look at the stats, and uh, stats sort of told a bit of a story. Um, you know, they had we had a you know a lot of. Handballs a lot less kicks than they did, um, a lot less marks. Um, you know, they had a lot of uncontested uh, marks, and um, you know, we just had different styles of play. They were sort of pinpoint and chipping it around, and always finding a loose man. And we were sort of getting it handball, 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 long bomb, and you know, it wasn't working for most of the game for us. We didn't seem that handball happy in the JLT. No. Um, and I thought a lot of times a lot of players lacked composure. It was a bit manic, um, you know. It was as manic. though they'd prepared for that manic um, round one pressure. Um, but in situations where it wasn't there, you saw players just panicking. Melksham's missed shot on goal yep. um, uh, in the second quarter. Uh, you had Lever, you know, um, just putting the ball onto his boot and kicking, uh, kicking in hope without even looking. Uh, which is, is, you know, right out of character. So there was a lot of that, which I suppose you get in round one. It's um, it's always a bit hard to read into, isn't it? Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, and I just thought even when we were handballing, it, it wasn't pinpoint. It was either too high, too low, too far. We, we just weren't hitting the targets uh, with the handballs and it, it didn't work. So, um, you know, there's... Yeah. I would say a bit of work they've got to do to, to get um, to get that to, to where we needed to be. But we also had, um, like I thought, guys like Alex Neil Bullen had a, um, you know, one of his worst games considering he's had such a great pre-season and, uh, you know, was so good in jail. Yeah, well. lots of players were down, weren't they? Yeah. Um, so, uh, to you know, to uh, lose by a couple of points 
um, uh, is not the end of the world, as you said. But um, also interesting is, you know, early in the second quarter when Oliver kicked that goal, we were 7-1. Um, and I think from there on we kicked 6-14 or 6-15. Yeah. Um, so, you know, goal, bad, uh, bad kicking is always bad football. And it also speaks to the inability to go into 50 um, in an efficient way and uh, in a way that um, allowed us to, to sort of capitalise, um, you know, um, uh, to capitalise on what we were doing. Um, uh, you know, so there were some bad misses in that six goals, 15, but they're also, um, uh, yeah, we were not shooting from necessarily the best um, angles and close to goal some of the time. So um, they need to fix up the uh, the inside 50s too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, what was happening with... Um, uh, I just lost my tra- <laughs> train of thought there for a second. But, uh, yeah, uh, kicking into the forward line, I thought, really is not is, is not great. Um, I don't think we can continue just bombing it in. It's not working. Yeah, you know, there were just occasions where they kicked to Jeffy and he had two two tall players on him, basically. And it's just, what are we doing? Um, and I thought last year, a lot of, you know, we had the same problem, but... On occasions, we're actually really good inside 50 and players like Neil Bullen and, uh, and, and Tommy Bug are quite good at finding space inside 50. Um, and you see players like Petraka um, who can hit them up. So um, they've just got to get the, get the mix right more of the time um, than they are at the moment. What happened? Do you, do you know what this happened with, um, with Oliver when he kicked that behind, he took a mark, and I was that called play on because he just sort of took it and just kicked. I haven't, yeah, I haven't gone back and yeah. uh, seen it, but I noticed somebody mentioned on the board before. I think it might have been RJ that he'd had a look, and that the umpire's call, um, or that the whistle came very late and came after another call of play on. Okay. Um, so Oliver might have thought, I think it was a short kick, so Oliver might have thought that it hadn't gone the required distance and thought he'd better better hurry up and go. Um, but, th- I mean, that is one of my pet umpiring hates, this um, chipping of the ball over six and seven and eight metres, and they call it a mark every time. Yeah. Um, uh, so that just absolutely infuriates me. And Geelong played the, you know, the short chipping game and... Um, yeah, I can't stand seeing that. Yeah, they did a lot of uh, small, short kicks, chipping it around, and they just seem to always be in space and um, be able to find that man. And you know, we just the way we play, um, we weren't covering that because that's not um, that's not our style. Um, yeah, uh, drunken one six seven says that the other umpire called play on, so. <coughs> It might have been a case of one umpire blowing the whistle and the other calling play on. I'm not sure. Um, I'm just being told in the chat room that I'm a little bit hard to hear, so maybe I do need to turn up my mic. Um, I'm not using my normal equipment, so uh, bear with me. Um, yeah, I hope... I'd, yeah. <laughs> um, what did you think of um, uh, Petraka's game in the middle? 
he was superb. Uh, he's turning into the player we knew he would be. Um, he's, uh, uh, you know, he's improving his tank. So he's, you know, able to spend more time in the middle and really dangerous going forward. So uh, love to watch him play. Yeah, he, he, he's, he's a great player to watch play. I mean, when he gets going. Um, yeah, I'm just struggling with my audio here, so I apologise if you can't hear me. Um, he's, he's really good at... He's, he, he's got a quick... Um, he's quick over the first few steps, isn't he? Like, you see him break away from packs quite a bit um, and get out on his own. So uh, it's great to watch him play, and it's going to get better and better. Yeah, I really, I really like him. Um, who else? And there? and it would have been, you know, a um, it's probably Petraka v Gorn for the um, in terms of votes for the BNF, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be? They were the two, the two best for Melbourne. Yeah, on the um, on the Demonland uh, Player of the Year votes, uh, I think Petraka took it out this week, um, but. Uh, yeah. Hold on a sec. Um, I've just got to fix something here. Apologise, this is uh, live radio, folks. Um, just trying to pick up my levels. All right. Um, if anyone's in the chat room, if you can just let me know if I sound a bit better now. Um, yeah, that'd be much appreciated. Uh, anyone else stand out for you? Um... No, they were the two standout. I mean, Oliver, I thought, was great, again, as usual. Um, uh, I thought uh, thought Oscar McDonald had a pretty good game. Um, I know he got, you know, outbodied once or twice, but uh, other than that, he was, um, uh, he was, he was really good, um, Oscar. Um, probably the, the best of the defenders on the day. Um, quite a few players came into it after half-time that really... Hadn't seen it um, in the first half. I mean, Mitch Hannon, uh, don't even know if he had a touch in the first half, um, but, you know, bobbed up a bit in the second. So, yeah, so uh, lots, of, lots of players down. More, more players down than up, that's for sure. When, when we talk about a player like um, Mitch Hannon, um, did he bob up? Did he kick two goals? Um, I can't remember whether he kicked one or two. No, I think it was one. But, he might have missed another, didn't he? Yeah. So what do we do with a player like Hannon? Um, if he's kicking one or two goals a game, is, is that enough with only five or six possessions? Or, you know, do we persist with that? I know then you have a look at Garlett. Garlett also, you know, didn't really perform so well. Um, I mean, what do, we, what do we do there with those type of players? Um, uh, lots of people are calling for Jeffy to be dropped, which I think is crazy. Um, he's not, uh, you know, he does uh, drop in and out of games, but um, <clears throat> offers uh, offers much more. Um, uh, you know, he's great, um, uh, great around goals um, when he's on, and his pressure's great when he's on. So, um, Garlett's a permanent fixture for mine unless things went really sour. Hannon's. Um, uh, a bit more of an issue because um, he really can be absent for long periods of time 
I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan. I know yeah, you are too. Um, but and look, if a player is kicking two goals a week, it's hard to um, hard to put them out of the side. But if you're not kicking your two goals a week and you're only getting a handful of touches, then your uh, uh, your spot's probably in jeopardy, um, particularly with uh, Bug Neil Bullen. Uh, Bailey Fritch now yeah. um, is competing for a similar sort of spot. So uh, I think it's a possibility that Hannon might even be dropped this weekend. Hmm. Interesting. What did, what did you think about uh, Bailey's first up? Uh, didn't see a lot of it. Was great early. Uh, I think he kicked our first two scores, didn't he? Yep. Uh, the mark was sensational and had... Just a hint of Darren Cuthbertson about mm. it, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I believe that high-flying. Cuthbertson took an almost identical mark at out at Waverley. Yep. Um, Against in one Collingwood. of his first games, yeah. Yep. Um, so, look, they'll, I think they'll certainly persist with Bailey Fritch. Um, uh, Hannon might be the one in trouble first, I would have thought. I... Um, if, if there is to be changes, it's quite possible that Goodwin uh, Goodwin will go in with an unchanged team. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, who do you think will come and go? Mm-hmm. Look, it's it's very hard without there being a, um, a Resi's game during the week. Um, it's yep. very hard to, um, you know, judge the form of the players that didn't play, uh, guys like Brayshaw... Uh, Tyson, um, uh, Tommy Bug. So I don't know. I was a bit out of it today. Uh, I was travelling and I've got a bit of the flu, in case you can't tell. Um, so I saw an article or or I saw Brayshaw was interviewed somewhere and um, it sounded like he was ready to play, so we thought he might not have made it made it into the team because of his wisdom teeth. Um, what's your take out of that? As why he didn't play on the weekend? Yeah, or yeah. He'll, uh, um, yeah, not sure about Brayshaw. Um, I don't know why he's not in the team, but I'm not, uh, not 100% sure that he'll be in this week. Do you think um, perhaps... And I've got him in my best 22. Um, but when I think about the changes for this week, I don't, uh, I'm not sure that he's necessarily going to get a Guernsey. What about Corey Maynard? Do you think they'll persist? Um, yeah, I, I think, if, if, uh, I, I think if, if there is a change, Maynard would probably be uh, the first to go and he'll be replaced by either Tyson or Brayshaw. Um, I'd, I'd swap Tyson for Maynard. Um, uh, de- you know, um, uh, as at least one change. Um, uh, drunken ones. And I, I'm a big fan of Maynard, but uh, I'm starting to doubt why. I think I just I read about him before I saw him. And he sounded great. He's a big-bodied midfielder. But I just haven't seen anything that's really struck me yet as um, as particularly sort of um, outstanding, any any one feature. 
What, what, what do you reckon about him? Yeah, well, I'm in the same camp of you. I haven't seen him... I've only seen him in two games. Um, well, more than that. I've seen him in the, the two um, AFL games he's played, and I've seen uh, JLT here and there. Um, I haven't seen any of his VFL games. I've read about him, and according to everyone who has seen him, they've got mm. big raps on him, and I'm sure the coaching staff do. But mm. I haven't seen that yet. I've, you know, I'm waiting to see what everyone else is seeing, and I haven't seen that standout star yet. Yeah. I'm hoping yeah, I will it see. It doesn't even need to be star quality, but, you, you know, you want to see sort of... Some elite traits. I just don't know what they are at the moment. Um, and yeah, I, I suspect one of Tyson or Brayshaw might replace him this week. Yeah, I think that's where the change is going to be. Um, unless they do take out one of the forwards, whether it's Hannon, Fridge, Garlett. I don't think Garlett will go. Um, and bring I don't in think the... Fridge will go either. Mm, uh, no. Drunken makes the point that he had five tackles too. So and um, he had the seventh highest fantasy stats for the team. Um, which those five tackles definitely would have helped because I think you get a lot of points for tackles. Yes, yep. And that's what let us down, really, on the day. Um, I, I don't think the other forwards would have had too many tackles between them. Yeah. Well, look, there's a lot of improvement to come. I, I dare say we're not going to have um, another game where our... You know, most of our backmen have a down day. I mean, Hibbard, Jetta, Lever, you know, had stinkers, uh, particularly in the first half. Um, I can't see them doing, having too many stinkers like that. Jaden Hunt hasn't no. been himself and for what, quite a while. Yeah, he didn't have a good end to the year last year. And the JLT. Uh, what didn't shine in the JLT and... Uh, yeah. He has been carrying a bit of an injury um, throughout the preseason. Um, I read a little bit today saying, he was he not on the track today? Um, What's the injury, do you know? Well, I don't know if it's an injury, but there were a few players that, that weren't on the on the track, and that doesn't mean that yeah. they're necessarily injured. But um, mm, Someone made a point that, because I think he had a, got, copped a big hit against Adelaide, didn't he, or a fall. Um uh, last year, and someone made the point that it was after that game that he's he's been off his, um, you know, uh, off his game a bit. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know whether um, that's true or not. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he'll get dropped for that. It could be. You want to be playing your fittest uh, fittest players out there, so yeah, I mean. Not much more to say about the game. Um, you know, you can't... I don't think we can blame Maxi for missing that goal. Um, you know, would have loved him to kick it. Um, but you have a look. It was an easy shot. It was an easy shot. But look, Menzel was in the goal square yep. and missed one. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, and not. that would have, uh, uh, you know, that would have sealed the game for them. So uh, it swings and roundabouts, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well... Would have you liked know, to have Lewis's uh, Lewis's uh, ridiculous fifty. Um, yeah, he has uh, a bit. There's there's a, a million incidents in a game that uh, yeah, I really that don't, all add up. I really don't think there was a need for um, for Lewis to do that. Um, 
No, it's you, you're going to cop free kicks against you and you just can't explode like that. Umpires are going to punish you for that. And we did. We, we you know, they kicked a goal. And in the end, that's a goal that um, cost us the game. I cannot stand that, mm. uh, giving up goals like that. Just a gift. It is. It is. All right. Well, um, maybe we'll move on from that. I mean, you know, we... Um, is, is Bug a chance of playing this week? I, I like Bug, and I, I thought the coaching staff did. Um, uh, look, my my one bug <laughs> about Bug is his kicking for disposal. goal. Uh, well, not necessarily his disposal, more so his finishing, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And But I think we play better with him in the team. Um, I, I was a little bit surprised when he wasn't named um, for the first game. But Do you know what's interesting about... Uh, bug just as a side note um i don't know if you follow him on instagram but he's involved he's doing this big sort of give back thing where i don't know he offered to buy offered to pay for someone's membership and And not just not just a membership i think in the um you know sort of a premium membership in the yeah it was like a legends membership wasn't it yeah good on him i you know is he sort of consciously rehabilitating his image after uh, after what happened last year? It, yeah, it, it's, it seems like it. Um, well, you know, maybe he's just a good bloke. <laughs> yeah, trying to be one. Just, um, a bit of PR, you think? I just, yeah, I wondered. I'm a cynic, of course. Um, so, I, yeah, let's give him the benefit of the doubt. And, uh um, and, and say it's all sincerity and from the heart. So, um, yep, I just thought it was interesting. Um, now, there was a bit of a meltdown we had on the forum yesterday when um, some footage uh, from training and a news report about Jesse Hogan going in for scans on his elbow uh, were announced. Um, now, it turns out that someone went to training today and he looked fine and was, you know, was still... He's, Elbows heavily bandaged, but looked like it was moving uh, pretty well. So that's certainly hardening. Um, you know, poor Jesse. That's the last thing sort of he needs, and we need as a club for him to be out uh, for an extended period. He was pretty good on the weekend, wasn't he? Yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think he's uh, playing playing really well. Um, he's good to watch, and um, I, I, look, I, I feel for him. I felt for him a few times. You know, when we are going in and he had two guys on him and it's, you know, it's hard to beat, you know, two guys. Yeah. But the reality is, is that we don't have Tom McDonald for six to eight weeks and... Um, but really, Pedersen should be, I mean, I know they're different players, but Pedersen is effectively sort of standing in for McDonald. So I don't know how it ended up that, that Jesse, he did seem to be always 1v2. So I don't quite know how that happened. Um, well, I don't know. What do you do as a coach to sort of break break that? Well, they're running him up the, uh, running him in the middle occasionally. Um, but that, um, you know, then when you do that, then you do only have the one um, forward in there who can be double teamed. Um, I guess then you're relying on the smaller forwards, perhaps. And you know, they've started doing this chaos ball in. Well, it's the torpedo, but ends up being a chaos ball because, uh, you know, only one in ten torps work. Um, 
which I think is to try and take advantage of the, uh, you know, the medium sizes and the smalls in Hannon and Fritch and Jeffy and Track when he's in there. Mm. Well, it'll be interesting. Um, you know, we've got to... We've got a game this week against a, a team that, you know, was finished quite low on the ladder but is an up-and-coming team and, you know, these are the games that we usually drop or, or don't, you know, play our best. I'm sure we're going to go into the game hot favourites and for the old Melbourne Football Club, that's um, not the best position to be in. Mm, I'll be surprised if we drop, drop the game this week. I didn't I'm pretty pretty confident. I didn't watch the game their game against St Kilda, um, but it seems that I they saw some of it. Yeah, it seems they took it up to St Kilda, but um, yeah, I don't know how well St Kilda replaced. So, mm. I mean, yep. what do what do I mean? It's we've got to win. If we go in zero and two, we're in a little bit of trouble. Uh, well, Sydney started last year zero and six. That's the only and, thing that's giving me any. <laughs> and did all right, so uh, it won't be um, microwave membership time. But uh, yeah, no, they wouldn't wouldn't want to drop this week, and I don't think they will. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, that's for sure. Um, what else has happened in uh, in the the world of Demonland uh, this week? Um, anything else going on? I've been so out of the loop. Um, I've had a bit of a flu, and yeah, it's uh, a lot of criticism for Lever. You know, saying we pay too much and he's crap, and you can only play third man up, and uh, you know, got problems with monster forwards. Um, mind you, Oscar kept. Uh, kept uh, Hawkins pretty quiet. Um, but, uh, I mean, Lever's still so young. And to look at him out on the field, he looked really small, didn't he? Um, I mean, he looks a bit like a kid. Um, and that includes, you know, his, his body hasn't uh, filled out properly yet. We perhaps not finished growing um, and putting on a bit of size. So, um yeah. We, we talked about this a little bit in the uh, pre-season. Um, do you think Frost should be in the team and, and maybe let Lever play as that third man up? Um, yeah, I'm not sure on Frosty. I was a fan, um, but, um, yeah, no, I tend to think not. Um, I, I think, um, you know, it might take, uh, might take a little bit for for the current setup to gel um, properly. But I've got a feeling that Goodwin will probably stick with it. Um, and I think you know, a lot of people saying Wagner should be dropped too. I think he'll persist with Wagner, even though he didn't have a very good first half. Although, as we said, he's not the lone ranger there. No, no. Uh, what about... Uh, I was just thinking... Because Hibbert can also play intercept a bit. Yep. Um, and really, you're relying on, uh, you know, Jetta is very good as well at reading the ball. So if you've got Lever, Hibbard, and Jetta, you've got some really good intercept players. Um, and when you're playing the zone defence as we do, 
um, that's what you're after. Um, the attraction of Frost is that he's got the pace, so he can provide a bit of run. Um, yeah, not sure. A lot of people saying he should be in. Mm. And I was just um, thinking back to any players that we missed on the on the weekend and uh, Salem. What did, what did you take out of his game? I thought he looked great early, and then. Um, yeah, I think I'm imagining the knock that he took um, probably took a fair bit out of him because I, I felt like he went out of the game after that um, and looked uh, actually looked quite sluggish. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think um, I think early on he had a few like really nice touches and um, definitely after that after that knock on the. Um, on that outer wing from where we were, um, yeah, he sort of looked a, a different uh, player. Yep. All right. But, um, uh, the doubters are, um, yeah, the doubters have got their sights on Salem too. Um, there's plenty on the forum who have got the pitchforks out already. You know, Goodwin's in their sights, <laughs> the captain's in their sights. Um, people saying the year's almost pretty much over already. <laughs> it's going to be hard to climb out of tenth spot now. <laughs> well, look, um, look at last year. Know. Look at last year. What were we early on? Were we four and five at one stage? Uh, yeah, yep. Uh, you know, we were pretty close the whole year, weren't we? Yeah, sort of pretty even. The yeah, whole we year. were sort of even. So I, I, it's not panic stations yet. I mean, everyone on Demonland, especially after a loss, goes into wrist slashing mode and. Um, uh, yeah, I don't think um, I don't think we're quite there yet. Let's uh, we got look next two weeks: Brisbane, North Melbourne. They've got to be wins. If we if we're zero and three and we're doing this podcast, let's panic. Um, then we can start panicking. I don't think we can panic after a loss, a very narrow, narrow loss, which you know had a kick gone through the goals, we would have got away with a win. It's a narrow loss to a very, very good team. Um, say what you will, maybe people say Geelong aren't as good as um, as they were, but, yeah, they are. They're, they're going to be thereabouts this year. You can't write them off. Well, I'm with D old fart. If we lose, I won't be logging into D <laughs> after the game. Well, I need you to be there because you're a moderator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the starting of 500 threads that could all go in the post-match discussion. Yeah. But Come on, people, can't. be organised. <laughs> you know, you should know better than that. People uh, want to be heard. And we provide <laughs> yes. we provide a forum for people to <laughs> say what they like and occasionally we have to delete posts that are a bit too um, nasty. But, um, yeah. That's uh, that's just the nature of the uh, the beast that is Demon Land. Um, uh, you're not going to the game. I'm not going to the game. Um, I would have gone to the game if our new sponsor, Melbourne <laughs> Airport Parking, was offering Melbourne members some sort of a um, you know a discount. Well, but I noticed that our new sponsorship only really applies to the players and staff. Well, that, that's funny because I posted that. I just saw that. Um, I just saw that. I was on the uh, Melbourne uh, website and I saw that we had landed a new sponsor, a new partner, as they call it. 
and I just assumed that we'd all be getting cheap valet parking at, at the airport. Um, and this is the press release. Melbourne is pleased to announce uh, Melbourne Airport, airport Parking as an official partner. Uh, the new partnership will provide players and staff access to a, at terminal and valet parking, reducing travel times for interstate games. But it doesn't say anything about us getting anything. Oh, wait, it, say, it does say, it says, Melbourne Airport is offering Demon fans 10% off all parking for its round two clash against the Brisbane Lions. So you do get. It applies to online bookings, um, blah, 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 blah. And it excludes oh, business okay. car well, parking. Well, we take that back. We are getting something. Yeah. But really, reducing travel times for interstate games. I uh, sometimes uh, uh, travel for work during the day and I leave my uh, car uh, in the airport parking and, you know, it takes all of three minutes to walk from the car park to the terminal. Right. So, first of all, uh, uh, reducing travel times by a minute or I, 90 seconds, it would seem. I would have thought, don't, doesn't the team go on a bus? On a bus, they, yeah. They, I would have thought they all go on the bus, they all meet at the junction over the way we play Amy Park. Well, maybe it's like the school bus, it just waits until they get back. <laughs> I would have thought they all get on a bus and get to the airport and get out at the terminal anyway, but maybe the staff and, yeah, it's... it's but anyway, um, welcome to our new sponsors, uh, Melbourne Airport Parking. Um, I've noticed watching Jordan Lewis on AFL 360, he's now got a polo shirt that's got the Infinity Zurich and uh, is it I Select? I think is yeah. the other. And it looks terrible. The colours and lettering for uh, Zurich and Infinity are identical. It almost looks like the same badge, except obviously got a different word there. But um, yeah, and they just look like they haven't been sewn on properly. Yeah, I'm almost there's too many. There's too many patches. I'm almost positive, and don't quote me on this, but I reckon you could rip off that Zurich. Uh, logo on their jumpers and you'll see the AHG uh, logo underneath. <laughs> yes. I haven't tested that theory yet, but I'm positive that that's what's happened. I think someone was ironing them on uh, just before the season started. Um, that's what it looks like. But look, the the club has done an, a fantastic job in getting all these new partners, um, getting some big names um, yep. and, and some money to the club and you know, all right, who cares what it looks like? Um, uh, these these companies have generously um, given us money and um, well done to, the, uh, to Peter Jackson and his team for getting the job done. Yep. Um, you know, we couldn't yep. get... Super stuff. And look... Super it, stuff. Once the team starts performing and getting runs on the board and we start getting good fixtures and Friday night games, um, bigger and better sponsors will come on board. And, I mean, you can't expect to have big names if you're not getting any exposure or you're not winning. I mean, yep. these, these sponsors want to be there at, you know, finals time and grand final time because that's where the big bucks are. So, you know, team's got to put runs on the board. So well done to, to Peter Jackson for getting getting these, uh, these sponsors um, without us sort of um, getting to the table, finals table yet. Yeah, and yet still you have... Um, some real dills on the board who think that the club shouldn't do any media until, obviously, I guess we win a premiership. Um, 
and they sort of say the club should shut up and uh, there's too much talking. Um, these sponsorship deals uh, are not just about whatever happens on game day, but it is about uh, the Jordan Lewis's on AFL 360 wearing the uh, polo with the 10 logos on it. Yeah. And uh, that is... Uh, that's what the sponsorship is all about. So, um, so are you can't saying that, shut up shop on the media? Are you saying we shouldn't? Oh, not you. Are you saying that uh, there are posters on the board who are claiming that we shouldn't have like Max Gorn on the Footy Show and Jordan yep. Lewis on? Yeah, it's funny. The one ridiculous. of all the ridiculous comments on the board this week, the one that I expected to see but I didn't see was Max needs to spend more time practicing his goal kicking rather than going on the Footy Show. Um, um, no, that's you know, you, you, there's got to be a balance. You you got to get your players out there um, in the media. Um, you know, you got to build up the profile, build up the brand, show the get the sponsors logos on TV. Uh, you ha- there's there's got to be some of that. You can't expect not to have that if you have a media ban. Then you're cutting your nose off to spite your face. I mean, Gorn is pretty much the number one personality in the game at the moment. Oh. Um, by far, so, I said it on a previous podcast that that you know my nephews who aren't uh, Melbourne supporters love Max Gorn, and I don't I can't remember a player, um, particularly not in the last ten years, and um, of opposition fans loving one of our players, and he's sort of loved by by all. That's a good thing to have. Yep. Um, so did you notice that Adelaide? Yep did go on a camp. Oh, yes. I, I've been meaning to sort of say this and on the board. they're on also in trouble, so just like Melbourne. They, they got in trouble for going to a camp, and we got in trouble for not going to a camp. Like, yep. you can't win. So, what, Tex Walker. Uh, there was a strange story circulating, I think, last night um, in the Fairfax papers that, uh, that there's a split within Adelaide because some players were, I don't know, genuinely put out by what happened on this camp, but also by the captain's reaction to the, the leak getting out. Um, and apparently there is great discord at Adelaide, although we should take that with a grain of uh, salt because they, I guess, said the same thing about Melbourne and we probably know that to not be true. Mm. So what actually happened with their... So they went on a camp that was quite extreme. Is that what happened? Yes. Yeah. So... You know, I think they were blindfolded and screamed at or whatever happens. So, so <laughs> um, that... The, the, they had their phones taken off them and they couldn't call their families. Well, it's, it's, it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't, because they've gone on this camp and we could have gone on our camp and the same thing could have happened to us and then we would have been um, in the media for putting our players in a camp. It's uh... There seems to be a bit more substance to the story of discord at Adelaide than there was at Melbourne. Um... So where's the discord? Is the discord between... I haven't, I haven't read a lot about it. Is the discord... Because from the players to the coaching staff of why no, did you make us go no, on this camp? It's, or? it's more a case of um, Walker's response to it. Um, he was very defensive about the camp and said it was one of the best things he's okay. ever been on. Yeah. And he recommends it to his family and to all his friends. 
and then the um, players are not happy that he said that. And about I think it. he yeah, might have contacted him. every player and said, oh, "I'm going to investigate who leaked this," because they had agreed to keep it within the club. Mm. So I think it's this; it's within the players and uh, and the leadership group. Well, good. Let's hope that Rory Sloan um, is not happy with Tex Walker. <laughs> we might get a, a few extra, another player out of there. Mm, the Fairfax story said some junior players, or some newer players, I think, and one star. Mm. Well, they've got a couple of stars. Um, yep. So it could be anyone. Hopefully Rory Sloan. Yeah, or Lynch. Would we take Lynch? Uh, yeah, I'd take anyway. <laughs> any any close to A grader, I'll take. Um, what else is going on in Dean Lamb world? Um, I saw that um, we got a goal of the year um, win in the AFLW. Uh, Alicia Newman for her yep. run on the wing, and we had yep. four players in the. Um, all Australian team, so and and Daisy was um, vice captain. Yep, so. Daisy, Aliso Day, Karen Paxman, and is it Meg Downing. Yeah, Meg Downing the, was on the bench. Yep. So congratulations to those girls, and uh, yeah, and to Alicia as well. Uh, that was a ripper goal. Um, the counterpoint to that was that she missed from virtually on the <laughs> yeah. goal line. In the final game against uh, against the doggies, which um, you know would have helped along the way, but uh, that's footy, isn't it? You kick the spectacular and, uh, and miss the easy one. A bit like Max. Well, Max I kicked mean, one from forty or forty-five <laughs> earlier in the game. It was a beautiful goal. He's, he, he can kick goals. Um, I think he, he himself said he struggles from closer in, so maybe mm. he does need to work on on that. Um, yeah. Uh, Drunken's just noted that Daisy also won the BNF tonight. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't wasn't aware that was going on. Uh, not a surprise. Um, you know, she's every game in and under. Um, yeah. Um, yep. Yep. Absolutely. All right. So, um, not going to the game this week. Um, I'd like to go to an interstate game this year at some point. Um, but it's not going to work out this one. I I'm, might want to might go to the when we play the Gold Coast. Might come um, might come up here for that. Is it, one. Where's that? Is that at the Gabba? Uh, that is at the Gabba. Yeah, uh, because of the Commonwealth Games, uh, I think yeah. the Gold Coast are playing all their home games either at the Gabba or in their in nice sunny Cairns, um, rainy Cairns. That was crazy last week, wasn't, <laughs> wasn't it? Wasn't it really was. Um, I'm just going through uh, the thread, thread at Demon Land, all the different threads that were created after the game, and there is a lot of sky is falling. Um, there is one thing. Uh, what did you think of the... It was on afl.com.au. Um, ben Guthrie, um, one of the guys who follows the Ds, and when I say follows the Ds, he's sort of the Demons reporter from... Um, afl.com.au uh, did his list of top 10 under 23. Now, there was one massive omission from that. Um, Clarence. I'll, I'll, I'll read the list and... Uh, 
and of course the site won't load. Um, so we had um, at number one, uh, Bontempelli, two Crips, three Josh Kelly, four Jesse Hogan, uh, five Isaac Heaney, six Christian Petraka, seven Zach Merritt, eight Jake Lever, nine Matt Crouch and ten Charlie Curnow. Uh, big omission. Uh, how could you not include uh, Oliver? Is it just us D supporters that see him as, well, you know, <laughs> great footballer? Or no, no, no. I, I, Oliver gets gets the credit he deserves for the most part, but he definitely should have been in this list um, and ahead of uh, the other Melbourne players, basically. Yeah, well, that's what um, I would, would have thought. I, not only should he be on the list, I think he's ahead of all the Melbourne players. Um, and ahead of a fair few on there. So, um, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, Petraka's um, probably going to get close to Oliver or is is getting closer. But, uh, uh, yeah, I'd certainly have Clayton before... Uh, before Jesse and Jake, as good as they both are. Um, so really, we should have had five in there. <laughs> and who would I take out? To take out from, from the other teams, yes. Mm. Yeah, it's, that's, it's hard to say because each of them brings something different to their team. Um, oh, I don't know whether we talk about this, <laughs> Do we talk about uh, Jack Watts's game, or do we leave it alone? Well, Jack is—he's on track to kick sixty-six goals. <laughs> so, by my calculations, that could get him the Coleman Medal this year. So, Jack's going to win the Coleman, and we're stuck in tenth. So, <laughs> I think that's all that needs to be said. The verdict is in. Jack has had the last laugh. We've made a massive mistake getting rid of, if he's going to win the Coleman medal, the best forward in the league. So that's all that really needs to be said, doesn't it? <laughs> I love how there is a thread dedicated to um, to Jack Watts on uh, Demonland that's, um, that's sort of charting his 2018 uh, year. And um, God, it's going to be painful, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Did you, did you see uh, any of that game? Um, I saw his first goal and that's all I saw. Of the game. It was a classic Watts game, and uh, he's you know he's 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 got value. There's no doubt about that. But uh, um, at no stage did I think during our game I wish Jack was out there, um, or that we're missing Watts, or I didn't think about him at all. Yeah, I mean, look, we're not going to discuss each game by saying if Jack Watts was in the team, would we have won? Um, and, you know, I don't think we can think like that anymore. That's, you know, that's the past. He's not there. Um, and I, Just, do, I don't wish any ill will on Jack either. I hope he has a good year, except when he plays against us, of course. Yep. But speaking about threads that probably shouldn't be on there, <laughs> yeah. this is a bugbear of mine. When is it going to be time to lock down the Essendon thread? Um, we've now had an Essendon thread on the board for, 
well, it's 2008, what is it, three years now, four years, this saga's been going on. And uh, the most recent incarnation of it is, you know, it's the end of the Essendon saga thread or whatever it's called, um, the fat lady singing, and yet people are still talking about Essendon. It's crazy. And Essendon shoved this saga down our throat for so bloody long it seemed to go on for a decade. So the last thing we should be doing is perpetuating the conversation about Essendon because I'm just sick of hearing about them and seeing uh, seeing them at the top of the board. Yeah, look, um, if you want me to delete it, I'll, I can do it right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you would like um, the thread deleted, um, please send uh, a check or money on it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should do it. It's only, there's only a handful of people that ever go in there, but it's, they just keep harping on about it. Yeah, I don't think I've uh, looked at that thread for a very, very long time. And it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's, it's over. I think people are just upset that Essendon are being treated as the media darlings of the AFL. But we perpetuate in, in, that in a way by continually talking about them too. We should just forget about the... I won't swear, but... Oh, I just I don't know how anyone is not sick of talking about Essendon by now. Um, as I say, we had it shoved down our throats for so long. Mm, yeah. And I've got support immediately in the chat room from D Oldfart saying, hear, hear. So maybe we should do a poll and see what the punters think. <laughs> okay. I've just seen that uh, Red and Bluebeard in the chat room has said that Rory Sloan has just signed a contract extension to 2021. Well, there you go. No, he's corrected that and said, ah, no, he hasn't. Oh, it's no, he Rory Laird. Sorry. Uh, Rory, yeah. There you go. What you can be banned for um, false. publishing false Fake information, news. so Fake careful, news. Red and Bluebeard, what you go putting about there. Yeah. All right. Um, well, anything else uh, before I uh, fall asleep? <laughs> I apologise for my uh, lacklustre um, enthusiasm for this podcast today. Um, it's a bit of flu um, with a bit of travel, with a bit of, um, you know, Still depressed about the result on the weekend. Um, anything else, Grapeviney? Uh, nope. 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 Go Demons. Go Demons. Yeah, let's, um, you know, I, uh, I hope we get a few people going up um, going up to Brisbane and checking out the Ds. I know the uh, D Army will be there in full force and um, you can check out um, them on Facebook or Twitter and I'm sure they've got some deals going on. To get you there. I hope they get a discount at Melbourne Airport parking. Well, they should, you know. They should get the same uh, uh, same benefits that the players and staff do because they uh, do, a, do an important job. They do. They certainly do. All right, I think we're going to end it there um, and we'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully I've got a little bit, uh, little bit more energy uh, going into next week and uh, a win will go a long way to make it's just like the players you've had a lackluster first half I really have I apologise <laughs> maybe we can get um, uh, Super Picardo back on next week to, to sort of bump up the energy stops <laughs> alright um, 
That's been the Demon Land Podcast. Uh, my name is Andy, and uh, thank you, Grapeviney, for joining me. Good night, Andy. Hope you're feeling better. Thanks, mate.